Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Cindy Lauper intro. <clears throat> So when we do these records, listeners, we say a little line about what the name of the file is for the people who are editing it. And Alan yeah. says it in the most beautiful, dulcet way. It's got like this lovely <laughs> warmth about it. Cindy Lauper intro. <laughs> it was very um, seductive would be the word. Well, you know, I am a siren. Should we say hello to the listeners? Oh, hello, everybody. Guess what? What? Same old fucking story. Same old fucking story. Same old fucking story. Same old fucking story. Now, you may think I'm being rude. Yes. Listen, Alan, if you want to switch up the episodes a little, I'm happy to. <laughs> now, what I'm doing is singing one of my favourite songs of this week's guest. Oh. It's a, a song that was on her album in the late 2000s. It was a dance, like a, an L, not LED, what do you call it? Uh, EDM. EDM. Like a dance album. LSD? LSD, STD, uh, which was called Take Ya to the Brink. And that song was called, Say, well, they had to call it Same Old Story because they weren't allowed to say fucking, but it was such a great song. I was obsessed with it. And the person mm. who sang it is my dear friend, and I'm sure yours too, Cindy fucking Lopper, ladies and gentlemen, Whoa. and those who don't define us either. Wow. Yeah. And Cindy is a proper trailblazer because oh. a lot of people say, for example, even with her look and stuff that, you know, she really influenced people like Madonna and many, many other people beyond that. But it's not just her, her pop career. It's the amount of incredible philanthropy that she's done. Amazing stuff with her foundation, which is called True Colors United, yeah. which is basically tackling LGBTQ plus homelessness. Yeah, and has been doing it for a while. I mean, like a long time before. I mean, really, but, you know, a good 10, 15 years ago, I did a campaign with her. And, it's, and, it, and it was the first time I'd actually heard anyone doing a, cam- a campaign about that issue, which is such a huge issue in the LGBTQ plus community is such a problem. And, and uh, she was really, you know, highlighting it long before others were. Another yeah. And she's a trailblazer. And, and, you know, there's so many little specific bits of Cindy Lauper's history that is, is very, very well known, but not everybody knows, you know, for example, True Colours, that that song of hers is actually written about her friend Gregory, mm. um, who died of HIV and AIDS. And she was there. There was a huge, massive mainstream song. And she was talking about stuff that at the time was not being spoken about. It's just yeah. incredible what she's done. Yeah. And just always embracing the freaks, you know? I think that's yeah. what's, uh, to put it in a sort of a generalized way, she's always been that kind of the weird one. And she's always stood her ground and she's had a really incredible career. Like the the, the things she's done and, and again, you know, kept making her music, di- diversifying into various different genres of music 
and always doing it with her own spirit and, and her own sort of cookiness. I think she's great. So how, shall we have a listen to the legend that is Cindy Lauper? Honestly, you got yourself a podcast. I have That's one right. too. What's yours called? It's for psoriasis. A psoriasis podcast. That's niche Well, it's to help people because a lot of people have it. Eight million people have it. I have it. You yeah. know I had You I saw know. me. I was a wreck. So there's a lot of people who have it. My dad had it, Cindy, and he tried everything under the sun to try and solve it. Is it true that it's stress-related as well? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Am I stressed? I'm looking at my the back of this shit, and it's such a mess. Oh, my God. Oh, what, the, the picture behind you? What is that? Like, musical equipment? Um. It's clothing, it's my hats, it's uh, one hat fell. Oh, is there an umbrella? Is that a picture of Liza? Uh, is that a picture of, oh no, that's you, that's you in the... Oh, that's an old thing. That's a Shine album. Yeah, the Shine, because my my um, my um nanny made it for my son when he was little. What? A pillow of me. Oh, it's so a pillow. So he didn't miss me. Oh, that's cute. You know, Chris, I got this award in New York from the Roundabout Theatre and um, Cindy Lauper performed at it and she, at the gala thing, and she sang my favourite Cindy Lauper song and she brought me on stage to sing it with her. It was like crazy. It was so oh, great. I was cool. like, because also, it first of all, I thought, I saw she was coming into the audience and I, and I, I thought, is she coming to get me? Is she looking? And I could see you looking around and at one point you went, where the fuck is he? And then and I, know that's how I, was, well, I said well, the F-bomb. Yes, again. you did. Yes. God. So I went, I'm here, Cindy Lopper, I'm here. And then so we went, went up on stage and we sang Shine. Oh my God. Oh my God. Did you just hear that? He calls me Cindy Lopper. <laughs> yes, I do. I call her Cindy Lopper all the time. He doesn't call me Cindy. He calls no. me Cindy Lopper. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love that. How the hell, the first time you two met, describe to me. I remember, I mean, we, I, well, we met at that Sondheim gala. Uh, remember that? Oh, Where, oh God. It was, it was like I made Sons. a mistake. I was trying to. I was very nervous because Joe, Joe brought me in. Um, oh, Joe Mantello, uh, the director. Yes, yes. He, so he brought me, and I learned this thing with Stephen Gabori, the piano player. He's so excellent, and we did. Um, Anyone can whistle. It was fabulous, and I oh, yeah. laid it on my tin whistle. And then I made big, a big mistake, and then I said, apparently not. And then when I went and spoke to Mr. Sondheim, I said, you know, I'm such a fan. And when I was listening to your work, I heard so much of Copeland in it and, you know, Appalachian Spring. And then he said to me, oh, that's why the dirge. <laughs> and oh my god! I was like burned was by like, time. Okay, so he hates me. So sorry, Joe. I didn't do so well. That know? is hilarious. Oh, no. Remember doing the three penny opera? Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say about Katie Agresta, your your singing teacher. So like, I, I was playing Mac the Knife. Cindy Lauper was playing um, Jenny, and it's a tough show to sing that for you for me yes for me it was like two songs and and mostly it was the talking that made me hoarse and so i had these exercises so i sent him. yeah so i was having vocal trouble 
And so mm. Cindy said, go to my lady. And she's this lady called Katie who her sort of speciality is helping rock stars who have to kind of do it in big stadiums, you know, and like giving it full pelt yes. every night. And uh, and so I went into the, I remember going in the room, it was all pictures like Cindy and Annie Lennox and Bon Jovi, all these people saying, thank you so much. You saved my life and my career, all these things like that. What I didn't realize was how early on in your career you went to Katie, because I thought that was a, later, a you know, later thing. But it was when you were, before you were, a, when you were still in that band, you went to her. Is that true? When I was in Flyer. Yeah. Uh, wow. I was in a band called Flyer. It was a rock band that was a cover band. Um, I was in two cover bands and those bands really taught me like I don't know if they even have them anymore and the club world is not as vital in New York as it used to be but that was what taught me how to perform really I learned how to uh, perform in front of people and and um, I remember all the words and <laughs> and speak to people actually the first band i was wearing those big platforms and i always want to be a background singer i yeah. you know like the you think about mary clayton and how she used to sing and robin when she sang for pink floyd you know just to be one of those voices you know and mm. um i kept falling falling yeah like Falling off your platforms, like falling down, and then <laughs> and then the the lead singer who sang slightly off but was a great dancer would try and help me, and then he'd fall, and then we would all fall, and then <laughs> I would just start talking, make it like try and make it funny because it was really ridiculous. Um, and so that's what we um, that's what we were doing. That's how you learned stagecraft, falling off your heels. Well, your platforms. You know what they said? The ma- a manager came and he said, well, I'm not going to manage this band unless the girl in the back who sings good but dances badly, put her in the front and take the lead singer now, but he's a great dancer, put him in the back. Uh-huh, and right. all of a sudden I was the lead singer. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden I was, you know, they put us in these clubs. Like there was this place called the Bawdy Barn. And... There was 10,000 people because it was like a nickel beer. Uh, God knows what was, what? if that was beer at all, just some kind of piss water. I have no idea. But. <laughs> and where is this? In in New York? In in the Hamptons. Oh, in the Hamptons. Oh, wow. In the summer. So right, you right. would be playing in front of all these people playing covers. And yeah, it was uh, <laughs> very interesting. But, you know, I, I learned so much. And when you finally come out as, you know, in a band like Blue Angel, I was writing, I was singing, but I had so much onto my belt already. Right. This is all before, so you're doing this cover bands all before you were in Blue Angel and all before you yeah. started writing. So it's kind of like college almost for being a Yeah, but star. I did write. I wrote, uh, started writing when I was 11 with my sister. But of course, those songs, somebody should have said, okay, something's going on with these kids because we're writing songs like, uh, what the hell did I write? I am sitting by the wasteland. It was very, you know, very <laughs> beatly, you know, mercy beat, you know. And, and, you know, we would just write these songs. And Ellen, my sister, she was always Paul. Like even when we were little and we would imitate the Beatles and dress oh, up for my parents oh, with the umbrellas. She was Paul. 
I was John. I had to be John because she was, you know, you can have two Pauls. So, but what I learned from all of that was the harmony, which I didn't even realize was very Everly Brothers, mm. you know? So I kind of like, I kind of like learned a, a lot, even back then. <laughs> I was always a collaborator. I loved that. I still write on my own sometimes, you know, I write, obviously. But I, I, I love collaborating. Um, I started to, uh, Tracy Young. I got together with Tracy Young again. She was the first woman ever to win uh, a Grammy for a remixed uh, right, right song. song, yeah, as a DJ. And that's, I just God, thought, that's amazing. The first woman to oh, do that on a Grammy yeah. for a remix. Wow. Two first women's. Two first women. Yay. We're together now. Yeah. Um, I wrote this song, Hope. And I guess I was always threatening to put it out. And I don't know if it did or it didn't. But she heard it and remixed it. Mm-hmm. And huh. it's so great what she did. And then, you know, it didn't have the harmonies. So I started stacking and doing stuff. And what she did sounds so great. I think right now everybody needs some hope. Oof, I'll see. Cindy, can, can I call you Cindy Lauper? Um <laughs> Okay. Cindy, this podcast is for queer people and a space for them to talk. And it's the stuff that you have done for queer people is so important. And, um, you know, I just queer yeah. was always not a great mm. word. No. And neither, you know, then like a lot of people started using the F word as, um, mm. oh. you know, they thought they would de yeah, yeah. mystify it. Reclaim it, yeah. It's not. No. It doesn't work for me. It's like the N-word. I know, like the N-word no matter what Mm. um, because of the history of our country, which is now coming up again, you know. Um, Mm. To me, civil rights are civil rights. Civil rights, either everyone's equal or when none of us are, because mm-hmm. any time yeah. that you have a group of people that you are pointing a finger at, just remember you could be the next group of people they're pointing a yeah. finger at. So either you either get it straight, you know. And yeah. plus, I got very tired of you know I'm friend and family member yeah. of the community, and yeah. I got so fed up, you know, listening to people who were really great. Be told that, you know, you are, you have to, you're you're just a second class citizen. I mean, it's just like women, you know, Mm -hmm. we're second class and, and our, just a hundred years ago, our servitude, and this was our honor, right? Yeah. To be housewife, nursemaid, mistress, chef of the future. Breeding machine. And baby machine, yeah, of course, but that's the, you know, baby nurse. Um, All of it is great if you share it. But if you look Mm. at all the pictures of these women in these photographs with the husbands, they look like they're miserable. So, you know, I've been a feminist most of my life, too, obviously being a woman. But seeing firsthand and hearing, you know, there was a time in 2003 when marriage equality failed mm. and um oh my god i can't stand it one second i can't take it what 
I can't wait. Sorry. Let me take this off. <laughs> well. Wow, I love your jacket with all those studs on it. Look at that. Oh, is it the hat? It's the cushion. You're turning the cushion of yourself round. So you got. <laughs> See, there were... I can't. There was, I thought okay. there were, we were interviewing two people. I felt like that. I felt like, oh, I'm over my shoulder. No, but, but Cindy, where did that come from? Where did that side of you come from? Because was that instilled in you by your family? This compassion that I have heard from you ever since the first time I ever heard you speak. Well, seeing it firsthand, my mm-hmm. sister, you know, seeing how parents react to when a kid is like slightly different um, from what they imagine. I mean, my sister lived through my mother, God bless her, giving a Tony perms every three weeks, you know. What's a Tony perm? Oh, well, hey, (laughs) you better get yourself together for a gay guy. You are just out of here. Um, No, Tony perms were the big thing that... You would you, their home perms, like right, the, right, you know, right, right, right. Oh, I thought you got your Tony in. Awards and you wrapped your hair around them. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here on only, <laughs> only YouTube would be able to do that. No, I mean, I think... <laughs> It was, you know, Three Penny was a very odd thing. It was radical. That's good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had that young man who was playing uh, a woman, but it was a young man. Yes. We had the boys that, well, it was almost like Peter Pan and the bad boys, you know. Mm, My gang, the Um, gangs. His gang were a mixture of drag queens that I knew from, hey, now, girls just want to have fun. Right, and, yeah. Yeah. You'd and, use and all your they, videos. Yeah, and Flotilla. Yeah. For everybody listening, will, will you do a little rundown of the show, what it was about? and uh, Well, so, the, so, you know, it's about... You know what Jim said? What did he what say? Jim said. <laughs> he said there were only three stories or maybe 10 stories in the whole world. And he said, this one is Peter Pan and you're oh. Tinkerbell. <clears throat> oh, so that's I nice. Said, oh. Yeah. So I'm Peter. I was I Peter Pan that. leading all the bad the, the boys. And he I- was Captain Hook, I guess, right? Yes, he'd be Captain Hook. Yeah. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I, Mac the Nice, a gangland guy. And it's about it's about these all, the, how the terrible plight of these people in London and they're all beggars and rapists and, 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 you know, and so basically there's this family, a sort of a mafia-esque family and Mac the Knife is kind of Mm. the enemy of the, you know, another 
gangland person. He marries the daughter of the of that family to kind of piss them off, and and then Cindy plays this woman who's his lover, and uh, and it's and then he gets it's about betrayal, and but it's about basically these awful lives that these poor people have, and they've and they're they've got to either yeah. you know steal or kill or. Or be a prostitute or to, to to get by, and so that's basically that's it. And it's a mu- and, and it's a mu- musical. <laughs> it's teeth and tits. <laughs> but the the show was people were really in the audience, very messed up. It was a, because- it was sort of uh, I mean I don't know ahead of its time, but it was not. It was interesting. I think Broadway was a different place then in terms of the the range of things you could see on Broadway at the time. It was very much the, when the Disneyfication of Broadway was at its height, like. I remember going to the stage door and meeting people afterwards, you know, and they say, oh, last night we saw Tarzan. Tomorrow night we're seeing Little Mermaid. And I was like, oh, what do you make of this then? Because it was a really quite <laughs> avant-garde sort of show. And I just think there wasn't a place for it on Broadway at the time. And the, the thing that really got people was that we didn't uh, do a curtain call. At that the oh. pissed everyone pissed off. Pissed them off. And Jim, oh, what was Jim's Jim last Dale. Name? Jim, Jim Dale. Dale. You know Jim Brilliant. Dale, uh, carry-on Brilliant. legend, Christopher? Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I yeah, mean, yeah, lots yeah. of other things, but yes. Yeah. Tony Perman. He Jim used Dale, yeah. to say every night we would walk through the audience. We would not look at them. That was our job. No looking. Go straight. Walk out of the theater. It was like, you like the show? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> yeah. me. Are you allowed to say that? But anyway. Yes, yes. Um, yes it's yeah, it was Cummings like a big fuck you. And. <laughs> yeah. And so Got it. Jim would always say as we were walking under, you know, under his breath, go, well, aside from the second act, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you think <laughs> of the play? You know, <laughs> would be like, oh, my God. But you made it with an unusual cast, right? Yeah, well, the, my gang, my both, yeah, the gang was sort of made up of some uh, drag queens and some, you know, cross-dressing people mm. and you know all genders and sort of sexualities and things and that was very and then like you know cindy and i were a couple but then i would make out i would make out with some of my gang who are boys and stuff like that things like that it was very um life imitates art well (laughs) you know what was amazing during that you remember lucas that lovely boy with that amazing voice and the long hair he was in my gang and there was a bit during the the during our duet the one you know uh when we were dancing close and then we went and danced you danced with uh, a girl and i danced with him oh you're talking about on broadway uh, on the on the tonys the one we did on the tonys but this was only did it on the theater that was like a weird we didn't do that in the theater it was Uh, different yeah we did we danced with oh yeah it was different yeah 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 but because it was i didn't dance with a woman in the theater oh you didn't oh i danced yeah i danced with lucas and uh I dance anyway. So there's one. So there's one. <laughs> there was one day when Lucas said to me, "Oh, you know, my parents are are coming to 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 uh, to um, to the show t- tonight." And I was like, oh, uh, uh, and because I'm going to I haven't seen them, and they don't really know about my sexuality. I think he was by and 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 he said, "Oh, it's you know kind of awkward." And I'm like, "Oh," and then um, and then I was like, "Oh, I see." And and we in the, in the scene we had to make out. It was like, oh, we better stop talking. Now. We've got yeah. to make out. And then late, then then the evening show, I um, I we were I wasn't really thinking about it. I was acting away, and then it came to this bit, and I was like, "Oh hey," and we sort of chatted a wee bit. I was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I went, oh, how did it go with your parents? And he went, "Oh my God, Alan, this is I'm just about to kiss a man in front of my father." The front, and I was like, "Oh oh God, sorry," and then just like made out with him, and it was just this crazy time for him. I I really oh. to witness someone 
having to do that for the first time in front of a mm. parent. And then, there were, of course, I met them afterwards and they were absolutely darling. It's really interesting, mm. isn't it? I think those things are more scary than initially well, than yeah. they you know, actually are. It was also, that was in the arts, right? In the what? The arts. Oh, I thought you said the arse. Arts. Said you love for it. I arts. You, arts. Arts. Right, got it, yeah. <laughs> Times were moving forward. They weren't as bad as 2003, but still mm. marriage equality mm-hmm. had not no. passed. Mm. And, and you know, the thing about marriage equality was even beyond, there were things like you could be together for 40 years and if your partner's dying, you can't, you have right. no, you can't even mm. go in there. And um, you pay double tax. Yes. Married people mm. don't. Yes. Right? Mm. But you pay double tax for a single household. You'd no rights, and, basically, if they do, when the partner died. Basically, yeah, no yeah. rights. And, and, also, so, and also the thing, though, you know, that was it was 2004. Bush got in again for the second time. And one of the things that he kind of um, was oh, threatening was this uh, constitutional amendment, like an amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America, so to saying that marriage was only between a man and a woman. That was a kind of a, you know, carrot he flung to the kind of he, uh, religious rights. he... So there's all that happening then too. I don't know what his conscience or his God, you know, everybody blames God. I don't know about God. And I don't know if God is just up there going, oh, it's me again. Always blaming me again. <laughs> okay, it's my fault. But it's, it, it's not. It's people. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and yeah. there's every excuse in the damn world why people can't be fair-minded to other people. I mean, you want to know about Three Penny, look at what's happening today, okay? And look at what happened in the 90s. There are no resources going to the poor communities, the people of color. Even in the pandemic, I would be Mm -hmm. listening, watching people talk from these neighborhoods in Brooklyn saying, you know, I had to give the talk to my kid and my husband that I might die because they had no masks and and Mm. there's nothing they had nothing and how can Mm. you just service the rich of course money talks i guess but we all all pay money into this country and we pay it so that we don't have to have the destitute why Mm. why why we're the richest country in the world and you know i'm happy that somebody goes to Africa and builds a school. Why don't you freaking build a school in Compton? In Compton Why don't you yeah, freaking yeah. do that? Why don't you build a school in Watts? Why don't you put money into these neighborhoods? Well, it's the same. You know, I'm upset now about that. But we fought the good fight when we did the True Colors tour. And, and Alan, you, I think you, in the very, very beginning, worked with us. Didn't mm. you do mm-hmm. um, uh, Give a Damn? Yes, I did. That's right, that campaign. The Give a Damn campaign. I wasn't even yes. allowed to say <laughs> I wasn't allowed to say anything on the apprentice show. So I would wait. Oh shut up, I forgot you did the apprentice. I waited until we were live. Ooh, and then good for you, Cindy, I let him have it. I said, you know, equality for all, not just for some. Um, mm. Talk to your friends, tell them, you know, shoot. When I was watching something, uh, some convention, oh, 
one of the conventions, I kept thinking, you know what? What if all the gay hairdressers walked out on you? Good luck. Hey, you're looking really good now, biatch, you know? So that's, you know, it, it started to really get to me because of the things that they were saying and preaching hate. And oh, that was the one thing yes. that Bush did that really got me. And that's what activated me in 2003 and listening to Harvey Firestein speak that happy people don't self-destruct. And mm. so I started to think, okay, so what are we what are we selling here? We're selling gay pride. We call it pride and respect. And then every tour I did with Cher, which was after a while a million people, I would come out with the flag, sing mm. true colors, tell a story about my friend, talk about fair mindedness and civil mm. rights. And, you know, I did it within the contents of that thing. And then some places were, let me tell you, not too happy with me, like Alabama. Right. (laughs) But I didn't care because that was a place where civil rights became such an issue. Mm -hmm. And Martin Luther King, Dr. King, um, did a lot of great work there. And you fight the good fight. And that's how I Mm. took on, you know, I, I met, Judy Shepard. I met uh, Gregory Lewis. I talked to Carmen, my friend Carmen, um, who is was with Fly Life, now is with Mighty Real, and oh, he. Oh, sorry, it's my phone. Ringing. That's okay. Uh, wow, is it? he left his phone on. <gasps> How unprofessional! <laughs> you having as much fun as I am listening to Cindy? A live wire is what I'm going to describe her as. This is the end of part one, but there's more to come, part two, so head over to your feed, click on part two and have a listen. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Powered by Spirit Studios.